This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. It's episode number 35 of Go To Grandma. I'm Kathy Buckworth, your host for all things grandparents need and want to know about. We bring all the experts to you, some of them grandparents themselves, to keep you in the know. We are a magazine-style radio show, and today our theme is for the brainiacs out there. But don't worry, this won't hurt your head. It'll make it better. When the online game of Wordle launched, it became an instant sensation, driven partly by its simplicity and easy online sharing of results. One of the features of Wordle is that you can only play it once a day, good or bad. Good if you want to curtail your online gaming time, but bad if you want more, more, more. Tech expert Mark Salzman is on today to talk about Wordle and the many spin-off word games it has inspired for those of you who can't get enough. And we all know that keeping our brain busy is good for us. Minding what we eat is also important for our brains. Rose Reisman is a health and wellness expert, as well as a proud grandma of three, and she's going to tell us all about the mind diet. Can you reverse memory loss by eating well? We're going to find out. Sometimes I'd like to forget what I've eaten the night before, but that's another story. It's the most wonderful time of the year for bankers and accountants. Probably my singing was as painful as tax season can be for you. But we are going to make it easy talking about tax-free savings accounts, or TFSAs, today, as well as investees as part of our ongoing Take 5 with RBC series. Brain food indeed. I'm not sure if coffee is good for your brain, but I'm revving mine up with some right now. Do what you need to do to be sharp this morning as you learn with facts and fun like usual on this edition of Go To Grandma. I'm Kathy Buckworth, and I'm going to have a word dull with Mark Saltzman next. For the past 25 years, Mark Saltzman has been a prolific tech expert with one simple goal, to break down geek speak into street speak. Mark is a freelance journalist for more than 20 publications, a 16-time author, radio, podcast, television, and movie theater personality. He's a keynote speaker and content creator for social media platforms. Mark is also the host of the Tech Impact TV show, which airs on Bloomberg Television and Fox Business in the United States. Mark specializes in consumer electronics, automotive innovations, interactive entertainment, and future trends. Good morning, Mark Saltzman. Thanks for coming on to talk about Wordle. This game is still on fire. Yeah, you know, it uh, came out late last year, but it didn't really catch on until early 2022, this free daily word game. Then it was acquired by New York Times for Lord knows how much, but still free, (laughs) thankfully. And yeah, it's really popular. And I think it's great because it's a daily little digital diversion to distract us from you know, the pandemic, which we're hopefully getting out of, or war. It's just a little reprieve that also can sharpen the brain at the same time. So it's a win-win. It is. And so before we talk about Wordle and maybe some similar games, if people are like, I need more than just Wordle, remind us what Wordle is, how you play it. And maybe you have some tips on mastering the game as well. Yeah, for sure. So Wordle, if you have not yet played it, is a free-to-play daily word game in which you have six tries to guess a five-letter word. So it's kind of like Wheel of Fortune, which is, of course, based on Hangman. 
But at the same time, it's similar to another game that you may know called Mastermind, mm -hmm. which is like a little board game in which you, by process of elimination, by deduction, you figure out what is that word you're trying to solve. And once you solve it, hopefully within your six tries, you then have an option to share it on social media. But because everybody in the world gets the same question or the same word every day, in which to guess. You don't want to ruin it by right. posting your score and the actual answer. So what you see are these little green or yellow squares yep. <laughs> that show you how many tries you got. So if you haven't yet played Wordle, if you guess a random five letter word, like let's say your first word is later, mm -hmm. if the T for example is in the right spot, you know, the third in, then it'll be green. If it's yellow, that means T is in the final answer, but it's in the wrong spot. And then again, you use that information and to, to figure out what that five letter word is really fun. And I remember when it first launched, like I actually, Mark, I muted a bunch of people on Twitter who kept sharing their thing because that's all I was seeing in my feed. Yeah, and it's it was annoying like, if you're not into it because you're like, right? okay, everybody, I understand you're playing this game. But once you start <laughs> playing it, you're like, okay, now I understand why it's so popular. And now I have to share, right? And I have to share with everybody. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. Is there a way to make the words bigger in the game? So what you can do is if you play the website uh, version, so it's, it's an app as well, but it's not the official mm. game, by the way, but if okay. there is a Wordle app, but if you go to the website and you just Google, you know, the word Wordle, what you can do is you can enlarge the font on your screen like you can any right. website. You know, if you're on a Windows computer, you just hold down the control key and then you zoom in on your mouse wheel, like the middle wheel, or you can go into the browser settings and choose a larger font. So you can have larger words if you like. And instead of clicking every square and um, typing in the letter, you can just use the keyboard at the bottom just to start typing. You don't really need the mouse once you start playing the game. Oh, that's awesome. That makes it yeah. a lot Yeah, so it's easier. a little bit more comfortable than having to, you know, for those who have dexterity challenges yeah. and things like that, you could just use the keyboard to type in your answer. Instead so of using the virtual keyboard, which is on the screen, you know, you just use your actual physical keyboard. Oh, that's excellent. I, that's a great mm. tip. I didn't know that actually. So as you mentioned, when you were describing the game, this is a game that there's only one word a day. And again, good or bad, people are like, that's all I needed. But some people are like, I need more. So let's hear about hurdle, cross wordle. There's all these different ones. Maybe you can take yeah. us through a couple there of them. Literally, Kathy, there are hundreds of knockoffs <laughs> now. You know, now that it's April of uh, 2022, there are hundreds. There's mm -hmm. ones for Canada. There's ones for hockey fans. My son plays one for NBA players. But uh, so hurdle is it's kind of like name that tune. So it's a similar concept of, uh, you know, it's at hurdle, H-E-A-R-D-L-E -E right. dot app. And that is gives you a clip of a song in which you need to guess it. And you try to do it in as few seconds as possible. And then you can share your score. Cool. Cross Wordle, as you can uh, surmise, is basically Wordle, but the board is like a crossword puzzle. So you've got to solve multiple words in order to solve the game. And then one of my favorites is called Worldle, which is really hard to say, but it's the, the emphasis is on the word world because it's a geography-based game. So instead of it being a word game, you see a silhouette of a country and you have to type in what you think that country is. And then you're told the app, the game, the website will say, you know, it's, let's say it's wrong, but it'll say, but you are actually uh, 7,200 kilometers away from the real country that this is. So by using, hopefully you've got some, uh, you know, I don't know if you want to cheat with an atlas or whatever, but so if you type in Japan, I saw one that was like a like sort of a narrow kind of island. 
I guess Japan, and it said no, but it's actually, you know, it turned, it was like, you know, again, six, seven thousand kilometers away, and I thought, okay, well, it's not North America then, because that's farther than that, so I guess a country in Europe, and it turned out to be correct, Eastern Europe, so it's really fun for uh, geography fans to sharpen your skills. I love Uh, that one, that sounds great. Yeah, it's really fun. There's so many good knockoffs. In fact, for Zoomer magazine, uh, everythingzoomer.com, I did choose five of my favorite knockoffs. But this was written before Hurdle came out. And as a music Mm -hmm. fan, I really like Hurdle. There's one called Squabble. There's, and by the way, you also hinted at something you said, you know, for those who want to play more than once a day, there's also a uh, a Wordle archive. It's not part of the official game, but ah. what they do is they let you play any game that ever came out. And then why don't we end off on something a little bit risque, which okay. is called Loodle. So this is an <laughs> NSFW version, a not safe for work version that uh, was uh, created by someone I know. I used to write for him as an editor, and he became a movie screenwriter and a game designer. Oh, cool. His name is Gary Whitta, and he wrote, by the way, one of his movies was Star Wars Rogue One, so he's no... Uh, wow, no hack. Sure. Yeah, so <laughs> Loodle is lewd words. So if you've got a dirty mind or, uh, you know, a trucker's mouth... <laughs> or both, then um, you you may want to play Loodle, L-E-W-D-L-E. Oh my God, I love all of these. Those are so much fun. And as you said, there's probably a new one coming out pretty much every day. So amazing, fantastic fun for word. I'm a huge word. I do two crossword puzzles a day, one of them New York Times one. I didn't really get into Wordle, I'll be honest with you, but I got to check out Cross Wordle because that one sounds really fun. Yeah, there you go. Enjoy. Thank you so much, Mark. And if we want more tips on tech, obviously we can find you at Mark with a C, MarkSaltzman.com. And you're all over Twitter, of course, Mark underscore Saltzman and Instagram. Thanks again for joining us, Mark. That was really really fun. Yeah, likewise. Thanks so much, Kathy. Have a great day. Take care. Rose Reisman is an award-winning entrepreneur, caterer, author, and media personality, not to mention a mother of four and grandmother of three. As a registered nutritional consultant armed with an MBA, Rose has taken her passion for healthy living and developed it into a multifaceted enterprise, making her one of Canada's leading authorities on the art of eating and living well. Good morning, Rose Reisman. Thanks for coming back on the show. Oh, a pleasure, Kathy. How are you doing? I'm doing great, and I'm very intrigued today to learn about the MIND diet, and maybe you can tell me what that's all about. Sure. It's an incredible diet. When when we consider diets in general, we always think about the body, not Mm -hmm. our brain. And the brain is, you know, it's an organ in our body that's so crucial. So what we're finding out is that with Alzheimer's and dementia, we can actually, you know, have a regression. We can make it worse by the foods we eat. So the MIND diet is a combination of the DASH diet, and that was a dietary approach to stop hypertension. So that was basically the diet for high blood pressure. And then the Mediterranean diet, which which probably you're familiar with, which Mm -hmm. is, you know, having fruits, vegetables, olive oil, ancient grains. So it's a combination of both. And studies show it actually can slow the progression of dementia and Alzheimer's, which is, oh, wow. which is very interesting. It actually can slow brain aging by seven and a half years. And those that followed it um, really well saw um, a 53% reduction. Those that followed it 60% of the time reduced their risk by a third. So, I mean, that is huge. But remember, our brain, it's not just we wake up one day, we're 75 or 80 years old and we start right. having problems. 
It's from when we're, we're young. We mm-hmm. affect our brain by what we eat from when we're teenagers. So, you know, are teenagers going to listen to this message now? Probably not. But it's important <laughs> for people to start looking at what their children eat because it does affect them. Yeah, but what our grandkids are eating when we, a lot of the times we have responsibility for what they're putting into their, and I think one of the things that when we hear the word diet or plan, yeah. when it refers to food, one of the first questions I have, and I think many people have is, what can I not eat? <laughs> so what exactly. foods, what foods would be restricted on the mind diet? And it's really not bad. What you want to do is avoid heavy saturated fats. So okay. we're talking about, you know, uh, butter. And it doesn't mean avoid. I, I don't want people to think this is, you know, you can never have it. It means minimize. So when I go to a restaurant, I love to have a pat of butter on some crunchy sourdough bread, but I won't have it every day in my diet. Hard gotcha. stick margarines should be avoided. So something like basil is wonderful. But, you know, sometimes you'll find cheaper qualities of margarine that are hard stick. Those have got more saturated fat. You want to avoid large amounts of hard cheese. So a softer okay. cheese like a ricotta is good. But the harder cheeses can have a lot of saturated fat. Red meat, again, doesn't mean, you know, cut it out, but it means stick to once a week red meat. And the leaner the meat, the better. So ribeye roast may not be the best thing to have three times a week. Fried foods also play a part, and sugar. So these are the foods that we want to be cautious of. And these are the foods that often people with obesity, diabetes type 2, heart and stroke disease, these are the foods that they consume a lot of. So these are the foods you want to minimize. Now, in terms of what you can eat, it's huge. You know, tons of fruits and vegetables. You know, you can never eat enough of them. But you should have three servings of whole grains daily. So what does that mean? Instead of the white rice, have brown rice, have quinoa, you know, have a pot barley, daily snacks, nuts and seeds. So, you know, even though nuts are high calorically, they've got fabulous healthy fats in them. And always cook with EVOO, extra virgin olive oil, because that has got fabulous uh, monounsaturated fat that help the brain. And one to two servings weekly of uh, beans, poultry and fish. A fatty fish is always better, like salmon or mackerel. And eat sparingly, as we talk about meats and dairy, less than three to four times a week. And wine, one glass daily, optional. So that's not too bad. You can survive on that. Some days we feel like we need more than that, but that's... (laughs) That's a good guideline for sure. Kat, I've always had the rule, especially as I'm aging, that I, I do the 80-20 rule. 80% of the time, right. I'm really clean eating. And we do talk in Mind Diet, if you can move towards a more plant-based diet, it is better, lesser processed foods. But it doesn't mean becoming a vegetarian or a vegan. It means trying to substitute that steak some nights for more plant-based. So it could be nuts, it could be beans, it could be tofu. There's so many different you know foods you can substitute. And you're really not focused here on weight loss with the mind diet, but more portion right. control. Right. Really important. Dementia risk of people who have consumed vegetarian diets for 30 years or more, three times lower dementia and Alzheimer's risk. So these are long-time studies that are being done now, and that's why uh, I work with a woman's initiative, you know, for brain health, and I, you know, write recipes for them. We have something called memory morsels, always trying to tell people how to eat better for your, your brain. This is so interesting, and I was going to ask you that about how committed you must be, and you did mention sort of the 80-20 rule, so we want to be good most of the time. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. And that, you know, 80% of the time, I find that Sunday nights, I have a wonderful Sunday night dinner with my mm-hmm. entire clan of family, and there's like 13 of us. And I definitely overdose on too much food that night. Monday, I wake up, I don't feel great. And then I clean myself up for the week mm-hmm. and then look forward to that Sunday again. 
I think it's perfect. And not only are you giving us terrific advice on nutrition, et cetera, you recently, I'm so inspired by this, you recently became a certified trainer. Tell me about that. Well, you know, Kathy, I've always, I, I have an addiction to working out and it's a good addiction, mm-hmm. working out, eating healthy. I work out seven days a week. You don't need to do that, but I love it. It, it helps me mentally. It keeps me more focused. I have more energy. You know, people come home from work, especially those in their 30s and 40s, and they say they're too tired to exercise. But I promise you, if you stick with it, you actually get more energy from it. So I've been working out for many decades. And I finally said one day, you know what, I should just get my certification so that I know what I'm talking about with people. And um, I got my certification. I actually did it during during the last COVID close down. Which was Congratulations. Amazing. Yeah, and it's wonderful. And I'm actually looking not for training so much, but I want to advise people who are aging. We call them active agers as opposed to mm-hmm. seniors. How you should still be moving. It's so crucial for your mind, for your body to prevent osteoporosis, that no matter how old you are, what even disabilities you have, there's always something you can do physically. So I I specialize in uh, taking a course in, uh, took a course in aging so that Mm -hmm. I can understand when seniors are trying to work out what can hurt them, what's too much for them. And I'm actually running a series of that on my Instagram at Rose Reisman. I was just going to say that. I follow your Instagram, obviously, and you've posted some amazing videos lately. I love your whole mind-body approach, Rose. You certainly have so much information for us to share on all of this, and we can find more information by going to your website at rosereisman.com. You're on Twitter and also Instagram, and it's R-E-I-S-M-A-N for your last name. Thank you so much for joining me today. This is so informational. Kathy, always a pleasure. Take care. Take care. Joining me now is Sean Canavan, who is head of RBC Investees, RBC's online investment management business, and whose passion is making investing as easy as possible for all of us. Sean leads a team of portfolio advisors who will select, buy, and manage our investments for us. I like the sound of that. Good morning, Sean. Thanks for joining me today. Thanks for having me. Great to be here. Now, I understand that a third of Canadians with TFSAs, or tax-free savings accounts, are largely using them solely as savings accounts and not getting the full benefit of what it can do for them. So what exactly are Canadians missing out on if they're only using TFSAs as piggy banks? Yeah, it's a great question, and so much of it lives in the name. Tax-free savings account is such a misnomer for the option that individuals have Uh, to actually take advantage of the account. Uh, It's more of an investment account or an account in which you can buy investments. And the beauty of it is that the income earned on those investments or the return earned on those investments are are tax-free. And so there's no tax consequence to selling a security that has a gain or to receiving income from the securities held in an account. And so so many individuals, unfortunately, today are not taking full advantage of that, and it, and it is an opportunity for, for individuals. I think a way to look at this is if the federal government would give us a, an opportunity to save taxes on our, our earnings, our, in, our, in our roles, or in the income that we collect, uh, we would jump at that opportunity. And so we want to be thinking the same way about our investment opportunities. Investments earn income, and we want to be optimizing where possible earning that income in a tax-free environment. 
I think that's really interesting information. I wasn't aware of that, that you can invest out of those accounts. So, you know, things I don't know, but also things that have changed. Myself and some of our listeners grew up doing in-person banking and investing. Now, many of us have, you know, iPads, smartphones, et cetera, but I'm not sure we're all comfortable doing everything online, especially our finances. The name of your RBC business, Investees, goes right to the heart of this, making investing easy. Can you tell us a bit about how this works for TFSAs and how you make it easy to invest in TFSAs? Yeah, definitely. And I totally understand. I also grew up doing in-person investing and have in my roles in the past even been a relationship manager for investments. And so looking at digital investments or online investing is, is a really fairly new approach to being able to take advantage of solutions. And at InvestEase, we're really focused on making smart investing easier for all Canadians. Now, that doesn't mean we're going to be the right solution for everyone, but what we want to focus on is really making an online investing experience simple and easy to understand and actually act upon. If someone in the audience hasn't yet opened a TFSA uh, because they don't think they have time to do it, it's a 10-minute process that can be accessed at any time during the day, in the middle of the night, whatever is most convenient for you. That's one of the beauties of the online approach to investing. And then at RBC Investees, we actually do the investing for you. So once the TSSA is opened and money is deposited to it or a contribution is made, we can ensure that that investment optimization is actually happening. Our service helps keep fees low as well because the online piece really creates a lot of in the business. Uh, and then most importantly, the human aspect is still there. So for everyone that's used to that relationship, our investment professionals are a phone call away if you need them, and they continue to oversee your account. So you have just have expanded options, essentially, in terms of accessing your information online and accessing investments. Yeah, that great combination of being online, but also having that personal touch, which I think, as you mentioned, is so important to a lot of us. So how can we learn more about using our TFSAs for investing, whether that is through the online investment service, such as RBC Investees, or working with an advisor? Yeah, so a TFSA is available to you and anyone in your family over 18 years of age, and is available regardless of how you want to invest. So online investing where your investments are managed for you, where you select your own investments, or working with an advisor in person, uh, like we mentioned, a lot of us are comfortable doing. But you don't have to be one of our clients yet to find out more about investing options. So on RBC and these, or even on the RBC public website, you'll find articles that are available to everyone where you can really learn more about investing and TFSA specifically. And if there were a couple to check out, especially on the investee site, I'd be looking at investing tips and strategy, what's the TFSA, how to build an emergency fund in an emergency, uh, and maybe even how to survive a market downturn, because that's one of the challenges that people find in investing is it's often a little bit more difficult to, to navigate when things are not as smooth sailing as we might like. Well, thank you so much for this. This is amazing information as part of our Take 5 with RBC series and just in time for tax time. So thank you so much, Sean, for joining me today. Thanks for having me. Great to be here. The wiser mind mourns less for what age takes away than what it leaves behind. William Wordsworth. I love this quote, and I love that hopefully with the help of this show, we are continuing to look and move forward, both in mind and body. Today's focus was on the mind, but if you're a regular listener to the show, you know that we focus on the body as well. And the less behind I can have behind me, well... 
Thanks to Mark Saltzman and Rose Reisman for putting their heads together with mine this week. And let this episode also be your friendly reminder that the headache known as filing your taxes is upon us. Make sure to consider RBC TFSAs in your tax planning strategies. Next week is our Earth Day special, and boy, oh boy, do we have some special guests for you. Editor-in-Chief of Harrowsmith Magazine, Jen Reynolds, is back on the show to talk about Earth Day and how we can take steps to make a real difference. One of the best ways we can help the planet is to reduce and reuse, of course. Ode to Toys is an eco-friendly Toronto-based store which sells pre-loved and new toys, sanitized, cleaned, and ready for your grandkids to love. This unique business model helps you to save cash and do your part for the environment. Our title sponsor, RBC, continues with their Take 5 with RBC series as we continue to look at some of the myths surrounding retirement. Thanks for dropping in for our half hour of facts and fun. I look forward to sharing more of the same next week. Same grand time, same grand channel. I'm Kathy Buckworth, and you've been listening to Go To Grandma. Share your thoughts on this show with us. You can find Kathy on Twitter at Kathy Buckworth or email her Kathy at KathyBuckworth.com. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.